this is a relationship after all. And so how am I to be quickened if I'm not still? How am I to be quickened if I'm inundated with the noise of this world? How am I to be quickened by the lover of my soul if my eyes are in the wrong place? Amen. And we are to lift up our eyes to the hills from which cometh our help. Our help comes from where? The Lord. And here we said, the Lord said to Elijah, Go out and stand on the mountain. Welcome to another episode of the Superhero Supernatural Flow. You have entered into the Fortress of Solitude, where you'll find anything but the norm. We are not from the norm. We are superheroes dropped from another planet. Join me as we go to this clip. A lot of times, right? We, we we make moves because of the public perception. I think we're all guilty. We can, I mean, I can just speak for myself, I guess. Definitely guilty of that, right? The way people are going to look at me, the way people are going to judge me, the way that things... And like you said, Moses is under fire. He's the leader of this nation right now that's in the desert. And we've been in the desert for quite some time now. I'm pretty sure the forecast said it was only going to be a couple of days, maybe a week tops. Yo, we pushing two, five years. Five years turned to 10 years, 10 years turned to 15. Yo, Moses, what's going on, bro? You said this was going to be a week, and we in this thing for decades, man. Like, don't I'm not I'm not saying I'm not trying to be patient, but bro, like, what's up? You told me a week, right? Tell me, tell me how long you wait for a check from a job. The job said you're gonna get paid this Friday, and then next week passed, the week after that passed, you, you're gonna probably quit the you know what I'm saying? Like, if you you looking for what you was looking for. And when it takes forever, sometimes that pressure comes on the leader more because you didn't reach the result the time that you said you want to reach the result. The people change that your your um that pressure now is like, yo, I gotta make sure I please these people. Oh, I gotta make sure that they're okay. I gotta make sure That's that it. they're happy. Mm-hmm. And once we do that, what we're really doing is saying, God, I hear what you're saying, but now, now I kind of heard that, but. Right. And even a lot of times it starts off in the, the right headspace where he's like, nah, God, you put me in charge of these people. I want to be in charge of these people. I want to lead them. I want to be their leader. I want to guide them. I'm supposed to be listening to them. The place that we get stuck on is when we listen to them and that overpowers what God is saying. You're not the leader. You're the instrument. You're the vessel. Amen. Last week I talked about God. I want to build you something. I'm gonna build you this building. I'm gonna build you this monument. But God, I want to build it for you. I want to build the way I want to build it. I stopped being a vessel. Now it's about me. Now it's about me. Now. Yeah. We got to be careful when you put in a place of leadership. Just and this is the thing too. You don't got to be a title of leader to be a leader. Right. You have a circle of influence. You have people that listen to you. People that watch you. It, it, Regardless of what they call you, you're a leader at that moment. And it's very important to understand that the people that are listening to you, the people that are watching you, the people that you are um, shifting the way that they see things, you got to make sure that you're not being put in the way of what God's trying to do in those people's lives. Because all you're going to end up doing, Moses started out in a good place, right? I just want to lead them, God. I just want to lead them. He struck that rock out of frustration. Why was he frustrated? Because the same people you're trying to lead was like, yo, I'm done with these people. Bro. Like, listen, did he say that? He's just like, yo, like, I ain't even trying to do with these people no more. Right? It was because 
he stopped listening to God. He started listening to them. That what they were saying became more important, became more priority than what God was saying. So when you listen to your friends, when you, when you, when your family, whoever it is, understand where the priorities is at. Your children, your loved ones, your spouse, boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife, whatever you got going on. The moment that you put the priority of them over God is the moment where you start to lose that, the, the, the shift where you could miss that shift. And to be honest with you, everybody already sees who you are. So when you die already, it's not for them. When you do what you're doing, it's not for them. It's for you. Right. If I said, what's the characteristics of Haywood right now? If you know me, don't type it. It's cool. But listen, if I said, what's the characteristics of Haywood or what's the characteristics of K right now? You would have a, some, you would all have something to say, right? If you see us in a daily. So with that being the case, when you change, when you die already, it's not for them. It's so that you can grow. It's so that you can be at a different level than you was yesterday. It's the positioning of your air because we're always going to have people around us. Um, the struggle is to block out. You want to have your, I heard Hey would say it, you want to have your ear to God and your mouth to the people and never the opposite uh, way. Jeremiah also had this issue, the weeping prophet. He had this issue. He began to, you know, bring God, the complaints to the people, all the people are saying this, the people, and you get so inundated with people to the point where you don't even hear God. Well, maybe God, maybe they right. Maybe God didn't say that. Maybe God, you are what you eat. And so if you're not eating on God daily, take this bread and break it and eat it. This is my body that has been broken for you. If you're not eating on his bread and his word daily, and if you're not in his face daily, you will start to get overcome by the complaints and the grumbling of the people because simply that your ear is not positioned and your mouth is not positioned. And I see that we talked the fact about instead of Moses speaking to the rock, he hit it and he missed his shift. Do not miss your shift. First Kings 19 and 11, watch this, watch the shift change y'all because the shift change brings something. And I want y'all to pay attention to this. We're not just sitting here saying, oh, there's a shift. Oh, be quiet. Oh, keep still. Uh, you know, them that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount on, up on wings as eagles run and not grow weary, walk and not faint. Oh, be peace be still. Uh, and quietness and confidence will be your strength, but you would not. Oh, quicken me, Lord, according to your word. Quicken me and I will not turn back. We're waiting for the quickening of God. This is a relationship after all. And so how am I to be quickened if I'm not still? How am I to be quickened if I'm inundated with the noise of this world? How am I to be quickened by the lover of my soul if my eyes are in the wrong place? Amen. And we are to lift up our eyes to the hills from which cometh our help. Our help comes from where? the Lord. And here we said, the Lord said to Elijah, go out and stand on the mountain, Mount Horeb 
or Mount Sinai makes no difference. It's the same place. And you're going to understand why I'm saying this in a minute. Uh, go and stand out in front of the mountain, Mount Horeb, Mount Sinai, in the presence of the Lord, for the Lord is about to pass. What? By. Then a great, a great powerful wind tore the mountains in a part and shattered the rocks. Uh, and God, it says, but the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind, there was a great earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. After the earthquake came a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire came a gentle whisper. When the Lord spoke, Elijah heard it. It was not in the fire. It was not in the earthquake. It was not in the noise. It was not in the whirlwind. It was not in this loudness. It was in the still small voice. Now watch this. This is what I want to, I really want to get to. And it looks like we're going to be getting into it. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We understand that there's shifts all the time from the beginning, January 10, 2021, there was a shift. Go back and look at that episode. I want to let somebody know that this is the 10th episode. And I'm not one to be all up in numbers and all of that. I don't make a doctrine out of numbers, but I, I understand that there's a, a validity when it comes to um, um, numbers and numbers do mean something in the word. And I started looking up the number 10. I said, my God, that means divine completeness. Then I said, I looked at it. I said, wait, wasn't there 10 commandments? So Moses went up to this very mountain that we're about to talk about, Mount Horeb, Mount Sinai. And he got the Ten Commandments. Now understand we are in a different dispensation. When I say commandments, I want you to see that Moses got the pattern. I want you to see that Moses got the blueprint. I want you to see that Moses got the direction from God. That's what he was bringing down to the people. That's what he was bringing down. Amen. And so here we see that that small whisper Elijah was running. He was running from Jezebel. Jezebel said, I'm, I'm about to kill you. The thing, the very thing that you have done to these um, prophets of Baal, I'm about to kill you. Elijah was running. He was running somewhere. But what I want to show is something a little different. We look at Elijah and say, oh my God, he was such a mighty man of God. And he called down fire on the sacrifice and uh, killed all the prophets of Baal. And now all of a sudden this woman sit here, sit here and say one word and he running. But I want to show you something. Amen. So we saw that the whisper or the, the, the word of God was not in the fire. It was not in the earthquake. It was not in the, 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 you know, the whirlwind. It was not in any of these things. It was not in the fire. But when that whisper came, Elijah heard it. He pulled his cloak over his face and went out and stood on the mountain. Then the voice of the Lord came to him. Uh, Elijah, what are you doing here? Why are you here? What's going on? Come on, man. Give me, let's talk. Let's talk. How many I know that you can always talk to God? You can always run to God when you've been inundated, when life is beating you up and it seems like it's just too much. You can always run and have a conversation with God. You, you, you need that compass for your way. You need that thing that's telling you, am I going north, south, east, or west? This is not a place that I'm, but God, what's going on? 
He replied, I've been very zealous for the Lord God Almighty. The Israelites have rejected your covenant. He started going on. He said, they've torn down your altars and put your prophets to death with the sword. I am the only one left. So he started going into this whole thing. Then the Lord said to him, go back the way you came and go to the desert of Damascus. When you get there, now God didn't, the first thing he began to tell him was the pattern. The first thing he began to tell him was the protocol. The first thing he began to tell him was the direction. The first thing he began to tell him was the solution to the problem. So now we're sitting here and we're, people are all over the place. This happened and that happened. The other is happening. And now you're sitting here and you're, you're, you're inundated with people. Remember Moses got in trouble because of people. And now all of a sudden you, one minute you're looking at them saying, there's something wrong with them. What's the matter with them? Why are they acting like this? Be still. What's wrong with you? But now, because you're so, you're not looking at God. You're not lifting up your eyes to the hills. Now you starting to look like these people and life is starting to happen to you. Things are starting to get to you. They're starting to get under your skin. It's starting to get to the point where you're wondering, God, did I even hear you to begin with? But now when he goes and he runs to this place, I want to show you something. Do you know that Mount Elijah ran to Mount Horeb and Mount Sinai? It's the same place. You go and you look in and Google it. It's the same place. Theologians agree. It's the same place. It's the same mountain. Do you understand that that's the very place that the burning bush showed up to Moses in the first place? Do you understand this was the very place that he met the God is calling us back to our first love. This is the first place that he met God for the first time. And he met, I understand that God told him some things and he went back and forth and complained and said, God, oh my God, I can't speak and all of this. But it was a place that his passion burned and it was a place that that fire burned in him because it was a place that he met God. God is saying when you're inundated, when you can't see left from right, when you can't see up from down and the world is getting to you, these people are getting to you. They're telling you this and they're telling you that you have become a human skit for people. You have become a human trash can for people. And all they doing is telling you what happens is this one and that one and all this stuff. And they're telling you their woes and they're telling you, and ain't nothing wrong with that if we can just stand together and be like but god let's go ahead and pray about this let's pray this things through him let's pray it till we get breakthrough let's pray it till we get a note of victory in the spirit but i can't just sit here and and all of a sudden all of the woes of the people all of the things that they inundated with all of the grumbling all of the mumbling all of the complaints now all of a sudden you see yourself complaining to god god i'm the only one left why you put me with these people i'm sitting up here and i was zealous for you i sat up here and i took your word and i did what you told me to do and now all of a sudden they trying to this woman jezebel she's sitting up here trying to kill me god my god my god my god 
My Bible tells me that Jesus, when he sat there and he, the first time he sat there and spoke, he went into the synagogue and he read, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the good news and to, oh my God, and to bind up the brokenhearted. Oh my God. And he went through all of this thing and he read that whole thing. Ah, to free the captives. My God, my God. And when he got finished reading it, he said, now this has been fulfilled in your hearing or in your ears. And you would think there was, oh my God, the Savior's here. Oh my God, he's here. He's come. We've been waiting for you. Where you been, Jesus? We've been waiting for you all this time. We've been abused. We've been mistreated. And God, we need you. Oh, God, thank God you're here. You know what? That's not what they did. You know what they did? They tried to take him and throw him off a cliff. They tried to take him and kill him. So here we got I'm telling you the truth. There's no student that is greater than their master. So if they did that with Jesus, what you think they're going to do with you? Let me get back to this. I'm showing you something. God is showing me and I'm showing my God is showing the body of Christ. I understand and I believe there's certain leaders in the body of Christ that are rising up now because they're hungry after the true pattern. They're hungry after the true thing that God left with us at Pentecost. They're hungry after that thing that happened in Acts. And God has had us for 10 episodes sweeping around and pulling out the weeds and cutting up the underbush before we could actually get to the tree. He had us uh, dealing with the punk wood. He had us uh, pulling out that punk wood. Oh my God, have you ever been in a house and they renovating it? Uh, that thing looked nasty. Uh, all the bathrooms are nasty. Uh, you see all of the, just, oh my God, I'm a horse but that is a time of pulling out. That is a time of pulling and gutting out. But now I believe we have reached a time that God is says, I can finally begin to lay some foundation. I can finally begin to tell you what it is I've called you in this earth to do from the beginning. I can tell you, Moses, why they tried to kill you when you was first born and your mama had to put you in a basket and line that thing with pitch. And she had you sitting up there floating in that water. Amen. Because they were after you. All of the little Hebrew boys were getting killed because the enemy was after you. And y'all listen to me. Y'all have been through a horrific time in your life. The enemy has been after you even from the womb because you have been sent in this place to deliver somebody. You've been sent in this place to be the answer to the equation. You have been sent in this place to be the answer to the problem. And God is saying, yes, there's fire. I'm not gonna deny the fire. But I have asked you to pick up your cross and follow me. And when I said pick up your cross, where did you think you were going? Because when I picked up my cross, I don't know about you. And this is what Jesus is saying. When I picked up my cross, I was on the way to be nailed to it. Too many of us think pick up your cross and follow me. Or you're just going to go about life because God already died on the cross, right? No, he's saying pick up your cross because this is a death walk. But what I gotta encourage you with is that 
Listen, it's not just death by itself, but it's death. What did he do on the third day? Resurrect. And then what happened? He was glorified. But a lot of us trying to be glorified. A lot of us trying to resurrect. But you ain't dying. You're not dying to yourself. You're not dying to what it is you want to do. You're not dying. You want resurrection. You want glorification. But I'm going to tell you the truth. It costs you something. This walk is not a walk that you're going to sit here and flip through here and everything going to be all hunky-dory and peaches and cream. But God said, just like I went through, I'm calling you to go through something. Now watch this. God is saying, die already. A lot of times people want to sit there and they say, this is what I want, but they don't want to pay the cost. And we talked a little bit about this in previous episodes. But now Elijah is sitting here and he's saying, God, I've been very zealous. And the things you told me, I went and I did it. But what I want you to see is that he ran to a very particular mountain. Why did he run to the same place that Moses, the fire was burning for Moses, where Moses first met the love of his soul? God is saying, come back. Come on back, baby. Come on. I heard Dave was saying this a little bit, and I said, he's starting to get into the message. He's, he's skipping ahead. <laughs> ah, he started talking about coming back to your passion, coming back to the love of your soul. Coming back to the things God said to you from the beginning, when you've lost your way and you you got a compass and you don't understand the compass, you don't understand God is saying, I am the compass of your way. The Holy Spirit is saying, I am the compass for your way. And all I need you to do is come back. I'm going to stir that thing back up in you again. Because a lot of y'all are saying there's a lot of fire. And this is the name of our message this week and last week. But there's another fire. There is a fire that revives. There's a fire that brings to life there's a fire that where there was death now there is life and it's called revival it's called revival i'm not jumping ahead i'm just watching this baby develop god is saying come back to your first love i just want to say this real quick and i'm gonna hand it over to haywood do you understand that you've been looking for the pattern? Do you understand you've been wondering why are you here in this earth? Do you understand? A lot of times I, I'm looking, I'm watching. I see a lot of people sitting up here going to, you know, ancestry.com and where was I born and who's my ancestors in? What, because there's a hunger to know why you're here. You're trying to go back, you know, like people go back to roots and all that stuff. Then you're trying to go back to try to figure out who you are. When the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords is standing in your face and he's saying, baby, I'm the one who created you in the first place. I'm the one who created you and knit you in your mama's womb. I'm the one who knows your name from the beginning. I'm the one. And if you want to know, come back to me. I just want to show that this is very distinct and very, very interesting that Elijah ran back to the place of the first love where the fire first burned for Moses, where Moses first got the pattern and the commandments. That's where he ran back to. And the first thing God began to say to him was, why are you here? The second thing he said to him, he said, now I want you to go now, you know, before he even addressed Elijah's woes and all that, 
He says, now I want you to go the way you came and go to the desert of Damascus. When you get there, anoint Hazel, pattern, king over Aram. Uh, also anoint Jehu, son of Nimshi. Can somebody say pattern or blueprint? Huh? And I also want you to go and anoint Elisha, son of Shaphat, uh, from Abel to succeed you as prophet. Can somebody say, what's the pattern? Can somebody say when he got quiet, he heard the still small voice, the whisper, and that's where you're going to find your pattern. That's where you're going to find your mandate. And that's where you're going to find the great expositor, the great guide that's going to guide you and show you what exactly you are in this earth to do and to accomplish. I'm going to hand it over to Hazel. We're about to close out, right? We're gonna close out. So, what I wanted to to say when you started talking about the the picking up the cross, the fear of that, uh, who 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 wants to allow pain in their life? Like nobody says, "Oh, it's going to be painful. It's going to be hard." Yes, sign me up. I would love it, right? And that's where a lot of us get stuck at. Let's let's can we fast forward to the third day? Can we fast forward to the glory? Um, isn't that what he died for? So I don't have to go through all of this stuff. Like, what are you talking about? I want you to think because what we're talking about right now is the blueprint, and we're talking about the setup. God's explaining to you how to get there through Jesus. God showed you how to get there. If you think about it, when he when he was placed on the cross, right? He had thorns in his head, nailed to the cross. What was that? What did? And the thing about it is that there's pictures, and there's a bunch of uh, visuals that we get from it. It's bloody, it's nasty, he broke his legs. He was in the glory realm the whole time. We talk, let's bring it back full circle. We talked about the three the three um, Hebrew boys, right? Who was in the furnace with them? Who was in a fire with them? Jesus, peace, love. Um, not to say that it's not going to be scary, but to say that the peak, the Prince of Peace is going to be there with you as you're going through. A lot of times we like carry the cross, but I ain't trying to do nothing extra. I ain't trying to be, I don't want to die. Like, what, what is that? He's with you every step of the way. Right? Think about what his focus was when he was on the cross. Was he, this has to be the most pain he's ever been in his life. What was he doing though? What was his focus? Let's save some souls before we get out of here. Right, he's talking to the two prisoners, the, the murderer and the thief on the left and right of him, and, and having a conversation. Let's save some more souls. Let's not forget the mission. We're gonna keep doing what we're here to do. Just to be real with you, life happening to us anyway, regardless if we carry the cross or not. But only one of one of those scenarios is gonna have the Holy Spirit, have Jesus, have God in, in the presence of it with you. So if we're gonna get through this thing called life. We have to understand that one, there is a pattern, right? There is a there is a way to execute. And two, once we understand that it's this is the this is the path to it, this is how you get to your promised land, you have to understand you're not doing it by yourself. Amen. Amen. I just wanted to put something else out there, Maurice. I saw what you said. Thank you so much for your interaction. Awesome. If you miss your shift on the on the job, it doesn't just affect you. So if you miss your shift spiritually and well, and it hit me when you said that, 
because you you'll miss your shift spiritually. Also, and I put this out there, if you miss your shift, you are no longer standing in the position God has for you. And the people you were supposed to affect and bless will now not reap the benefits of your call simply because you are not standing in it. I just want to leave you with that. Um, we're going to return next week and we're going to start to lay down and speak about original intent, the way the Lord originally intended for us to look um, after Pentecost. How are we supposed to look as a church? What can we reference? If we look now at the status quo of and the state of affairs today, are we anywhere near what we're what we were supposed to look like and what they looked like at the time of Acts? Because this is the pattern. And I suggest, and this is something that we're doing, we're looking back at Acts. We're looking back at when God said there was a shift and something new came. Uh, Moses shifted to Joshua. David shifted to his son, Solomon. And every shift, there's an emphasis change. But I, I want to lay this down at your feet. And I want to submit this to you. Jesus came and he had a mission in this earth. But he also said something. And I always wondered, why did the Lord always say this to me over and over and over and over again? Almost like he's drilling it in me. It's like, why are you saying this to me so much? He said, I have to go because if I do not go, the comforter cannot come. And he started introducing the comforter. He even told them, he said, go to the upper room. He says, do not leave Jerusalem. He says, um, because, you know, John the Baptist baptized with water, but I tell you the truth, you are going to be baptized um, with the Holy Spirit and with power of fire. Amen. And he began to say, you know, wait for the gift that my father has promised you. You know, the one we discussed, the one we talked about. And he's introducing the Holy Spirit because guess what? Jesus now handed over to the Holy Spirit. Ooh. Water to wine, dead raised, paralyzed getting up out of wheelchairs. And this is how you will know them. They shall lay hands on the sick and watch them recover. They shall cast out demons and they shall flee. They shall speak with new tongues. And if they drink any deadly thing, it will not harm them. And he didn't say, this is how you're going to know that apostle. He didn't say, this is how you're going to know that prophet. He didn't say, this is how you're going to know that mighty pastor down the block. He says, this is how you're going to know the true believers. This is K-Star from The Flow. Haywood from Chosen to Inspire. We thank you so much for joining. Thank you for your time. Amen. Amen. Remember, it's when we are willing to step out, possibly fall, possibly fail, but still getting up, still dusting off, still letting go, and still moving on that we truly find our rites of passage through these doors of success. This has been another recording right here at the Fortress of Solitude, where the superhero meets the supernatural. Again, this is K-Star from The Flow. Check back weekly for another episode of the Superhero Supernatural Flow. 
Have a blessed and prosperous week.